everyone. We're back with episode two of the KLS pod recording remotely. This is Gary Kayan and I'll be hosting this episode. Uh, Obviously a lot of things have changed since the very first episode. If you were one of the 59 people who tuned into that, not like I'm counting or anything, but we, um, obviously everything in this world has changed. Um, if you're listening to this, this is being recorded right before finals week. And so you're probably, uh, finishing up the semester of remote instruction and we hope everyone's well and taking care of themselves and their families and staying safe. And during this time where we're trying to provide some remote training opportunities, uh, we wanted to keep the KLS pod going. Uh, we're calling it KLS plus as you're able to now use this as credit for your remote training opportunities and, and clocking in for it. And so we're going to up the content when it comes to KLS. Uh, we're going to publish a couple more podcasts before the end of the semester to complement some of the other training opportunities that professional staff at the RWC are providing. If you have any ideas, if you'd like to contribute, uh, please again, reach out to me. My email is gary at ucf.edu. Today's podcast, episode two, is uh, part of a conversation that I was having, and that intro music was an homage to this staff member, Andreas Sneed. We wanted to, uh, we were really just discussing what was going on and, and what advice and how we could still connect to students, and we decided to ring up a couple other professional staff members and put them on the spot and ask them about advice that maybe they would have given to themselves in college, and hopefully some of the information that they shared is useful to you and and can help you during this time of uncertainty. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Andrea. Hey, Andrea, while we're talking, um, you want to do a podcast? Uh, Depends on what it's for (laughs) or was it what it is? Like right now, I think a lot of students are wondering what some of our advice is during this time. And mm-hmm. I think it would be fun to just randomly contact some of the professional staff and ask them to share some advice. I would be, I would be hard-pressed to kind of see what some folks would say. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Well, let's, let's, start, let's start with you. And then okay. you can ask me the question, and then maybe we can find some other people. Yeah. So what, if you could, like, you know, um, ghost of Andrea past. Show that'd be a scary-looking ghost. Show up and have to give yourself one piece of advice. I'm sure we'd all give ourselves a thousand, but what's, what's something you would have given yourself? Uh, probably don't be afraid. I know it might be, hear me out here, because you got this face like, you're not afraid of anything. No, no. I'm afraid of quite a bit of things. But audio, so no one's going to see my face. So I'm going to react yeah. away. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I would tell myself not to be afraid. I think I gave up a lot of opportunities early on because I was so afraid of where it would lead me and where it would take me, right? I was afraid of, you know, like how we've both seen, seen that, um, the, the Stanford speech for Steve Jobs. He talks about how, you know, connecting the dots, right? And that, that doesn't happen until later, but I get so worried or I used to get so worried about what is this going to look like in the future? What if I am rejected? What if I don't get this? Or what if I don't get that? So I always was just afraid and was like, was saying, all right, I'll just do something else, something a little bit safer. So I wish I could, because if I would have listened to myself back then, Gary, I'd be an international superstar. <laughs> yeah, we missed out. I'd be Beyonce. You know what I mean? I'd be better than Beyonce. Now I got the confidence to say, man, Bay ain't nothing. It would have been all about Dre. 
No, that's good advice. And that uh, Steve Jobs Stanford commencement speech that you mentioned, that will be a future KLS pod, KLS plus podcast. That's a mouthful. Um, a plus pod. K plus pod. Um, so I think that's something we'll definitely review. I think for me, um, if you're asking me that question, I'll just ask it myself. What I would tell my college age self is to um, listen to, you know, and I, I think we were a little bit disadvantaged. I was going to say listen to experts when it comes to taking care of yourself. Yeah. Um, we were disadvantaged because we just didn't know back then. I remember being in high school and even in college, like lifting weights was just, you just lifted weights, right? You just like bench press on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You did some legs on Tuesday, Thursday. You did some curls. And then you just like ran and played sports. Like there was not a whole body of the health and wellness and fitness field of knowledge that we have now. Um, yeah. It was out there, but we didn't really have the internet. We didn't have, uh, it didn't proliferate the way it has now. And so if I could go back, I would have told myself to slow down, play sports, do all the things that we encourage students to do to create lifelong recreational activities, because that's going to extend your life. It's going to lower stress and all the things those of us know what it does. But man, I went too hard. I mean, I was playing uh, <laughs> year round every year, like into my 30s, playing every sport, doing every kind of competition. And you think you're invincible. And I know I've made fun of you a lot for this because you kind of... <laughs> That's why I'm laughing. Like, I know. Uh... You, you were playing tackle football. Like, you know, I'm not going to say how old you are, but not too long ago. But I mean, I was doing so much. I played, I think, 17 years of intramural floor hockey. I'm like the Tom Brady of floor hockey. And, and I, was, I was listening to Tom Brady in an interview just the other day. And he was talking about like, I'm 42 now and I don't lift weights anymore. I do resistance training and I stretch. And um, I think I wish I would have known that then because I would have saved myself so much wear and tear on my joints. And, yeah. um, you know, you just don't ever think. And it happens so quickly. Not that I'm, you know, in a state where I can't still be active. Mm -hmm. but I wish I would have taken care of myself in a way where I could have done more stretching, done more flexibility, done more core type work. I wish I would have been doing yoga 10 years before I started doing it. Um, it's like when it's like, so it, I think about that and sorry to cut you off, but I think about oh, where I used rambling. to work before the rec center and the aquaerobics. So when people think of aquaerobics, they only think of, older people that are in their 70s and 80s and 90s and doing that but that stuff is hard work it's good stuff and it's less resistance on your body and, and and those kind of things so i'm i'm a huge advocate for for stuff like that i mean yeah. i do miss football though gary why you had to bring up football hey do you want to see what some other professional staff at the rwc think yeah let's see who you gonna you i'll send to somebody I just invited I just invited someone, um, but we can invite a couple people at the same time. And I just want to make sure we're not going to invite the same person, but we'll see. For those listening, this is completely unrehearsed and unplanned. We did not. I mean, we thought about this concept, but we're people are going to jump on this, and they have no idea what we're even doing, or that we're going to ask them any questions. Yeah. Yeah, people are like, oh, see. my boss is asking me to get on a Zoom call. Like, I'm <laughs> covered in Cheetos right now. I've got... My hair's a mess. This is also something that is, is something that's all new to us, right? So think about back in, back in the day, Gary, when we were growing up, we would have had to pay. <laughs> we would have had to pay somebody. 
then they would have needed to call us. I remember my first experience on a payphone. I was playing miniature golf with my older brother, and it was my first time playing miniature golf in Plantation, Florida, where Andrea and I are both uh, grew up. Oh um, there was a place called Rival Super High Schools. And I, um, I, I swung the club back so hard, I hit my older brother in the forehead, and he started bleeding. And I didn't know what to do. I ran to try to, get a, uh, try to make a call on a payphone. I couldn't reach it. Some guy helped me call 911. Um, and that was my first experience with an emergency action plan. So you, <laughs> someone just responded to me. I won't say who, sorry, I'm on a call with someone more important than you, basically. <laughs> now entering the studio. Scotty too hotty. Hey, Scotty. What's up? Hey, Scott. Um, Andrea and I are recording a podcast right now. You're, you're our 100th caller. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So we're randomly inviting some people on. It, we're, we're trying to give students a perspective of what we wish we knew when we were in college. So if you could give students um, what advice you wish someone would have given you when you were in college? Oh, um, some, some life skills. Um, I think I hit the streets after college without some cool life skills that just would have been necessary. Uh, first of all, I would have rethought the whole statistics versus a computer course, software engineering course. Uh, over, I took the statistics route, which um, because I was kind of a sports geek, I, I liked stats and I thought it was going to be like that. So that was definitely one in terms of just academics. I would have completely gone the di a, a different direction. I don't think I had um, a proper amount of vision at uh, in my mid twenties for what the world was about to become. And I think I would have probably left school with some better skills in terms of uh, technology. Uh, okay. And then just some general life skills, just spending habits, budgeting. Um, there's some things I knew how to do that my mom and dad taught me uh, that I, I was so worried and caught up in academics. I, I was forgetting about things that I was going to have to do eventually on my own, pay my own bills, uh, research insurances, um, find out how to buy my own car. You know, there's just things like that, that I probably at, at the very minimum would have paid more attention to my parents when they tried to teach me those things. So those sound like things that we don't typically learn in classes, but things like KLS, where if we could teach people about some of those life skills, that's why this is such an important endeavor. So it sounds like to me, Scott, you were a bad child. You didn't listen to your parents. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, a, I was a pretty good kid. I just don't think I, uh, you just didn't listen to them. It's okay. I did not heed their <laughs> advice more so than I think, oh, you know, more so than I took that. I'm going to figure that out on my own. And I'm sure there's at least two or three occasions where I had to have their help in figuring it out. And I got an I told you so. Uh, awesome. We appreciate that's always you. the best. We appreciate you jumping on, Scott. Um, we have some other surprise guests. Uh, we are <laughs> recording a KLS podcast for our next surprise guest who just joined us. So next we have our assistant director of fitness, Kyra Dickey. And Kyra, the question of the day is, what advice do you wish you would have had? Or if you could go back in time and give college Kyra some advice, what advice would that be? That's a great question. Let me ponder for a moment. We know, that's why we're asking it. You'll be I know I shouldn't have accepted this invitation. You'll be able to go back and listen to this podcast and hear Andrea's answer, my answer, and Scott's answer. Cool. I think my answer would be 
you know, I, I took the traditional campus rec path. So as soon as I got involved at the RWC, um, I had tunnel vision. Like I just wanted to get involved with everything RWC and fitness as I possibly could. And I think that was exactly what I should have done in order to get where I am right now. However, I remember there was a, a kayaking trip to the Bahamas that OA was doing, and there were intramural games that I didn't get to do, and I wanted to climb the rock wall more, and I just think in general, I could have taken advantage of the other areas a lot more, and I think in return, that would have furthered my knowledge in general for campus recreation, not just specifically fitness, but in general, giving myself a, a undergraduate student advice, I would say, have fun and go explore. Then was the time to do it. Uh, and I think I worked a lot and I also had fun, but I wish I would have gone on more trips with my friends. Um, I wish that I would have taken advantage of just the amount of free time that I had then um, compared to in grad school and even now. I think that's, you said something that really resonated with me because there's so many skills that are hard to get later on that if you get them in your formative years you know when you're in college and you learn a certain aspect of recreation or you learn to facilitate something it'll stick with you um and it's i see andrea for those of you who aren't gonna be able to see this she's got a dog on her lap right now and i was thinking you can't teach an old dog new tricks yeah so the the pun fit the visual and it's true, you know, it's like, this is now the time to take advantage of certain things. So now we're in this remote setting. So I know that's really shocking to a lot of people and it's really tough on a lot of us, but it's a good time to pick up a skill and, and develop some aspect of your yourself, um, do some of these trainings that we're doing, because it's gonna be easier now to do this suite of trainings and, and get those skills then 10 or 15 or 20 years from now, having to get out of that learning mode and I got to go back to school and learn something, whereas you, you can get that now. So I think that's really good advice, Kyra. Thanks. Thanks for calling me on. Yeah, thanks for <laughs> randomly popping on. We have one more staff member who joined us, who heeded our call, Catherine Rocco. Catherine, you are muted right now, but if you could unmute, we would love to hear your answer to the question of what advice you would have given your college age self. Um, yeah, so I got a little bit of time to think about it um, with Kyra's answer. Um, I think my answer is, is kind of similar too. Um, my path was a little bit different than Kyra's. Um, I started with the outdoor program at my university right um in my freshman year and i was so i was just focused on outdoor adventure for a long time and i didn't even really recognize um, campus recreation as a career path until um, i was probably a, a graduate assistant and so I, I didn't have a lot of professional development time and other aspects of my life um, i didn't really know anything about aor or nursa or any of those um, conferences that we go to and we attend that are so beneficial to us and i think um, if I could go back, I would learn more about that and really dig into those opportunities because there are so many people outside of, you know, our little bubbles that can really impact us. And while I think I've had the opportunity of having really good mentors, I can only imagine, you know, the network I could have built if I had had the understanding of the importance and maybe some access to it as well. I think now that's some of our staff is to make sure that they understand what avenues they can use and, um, make them feel more comfy 
and um, I really value as a person. And I think I would have learned so much from it as a student. I think that's most to work is what I would have done. But as a personal, I think I definitely would have really enjoyed those moments as much as possible and really like gotten out of my room, like gone out and done more things than I was already doing and really just engaged with, um, with my friends as much as possible. Cause you just don't have that time once you're done, um, in college, like it's just not ever the same. So, um, I think that would have been, if I could go back, I would just change that and make sure I was working a little bit less and having a little bit more fun, still making sure things are taken care of, but also enjoying myself. Cool. Well, thank you guys all for joining us. Um, I'm going to remove you from the room so Andre and I can finish our thank you uh, here. And when this is all done and edited, you'll love the way you sound. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. <laughs> Bye. I can't get rid of you, Scott. <laughs> there we go. There you go. I think it was great that we had three professional staff members from the RWC with absolutely no preparation of what we were going to ask them or what this was. I'm curious about the idea of, you know, I, I wish I would have done this or that. At the same time, there's a benefit to not having done what you wanted to do or things not going the right way. Because, you know, if we would have done everything we wanted to do and got every experience we wanted in, in college, the hardships, the failures, the setbacks, those wouldn't have sharpened us and, and provided us that resilience. So I'm curious your thoughts after hearing some people talk about that idea. Um, how do you think that part plays into advice you would have given yourself? So what's interesting is I, the advice I would have given myself is still going to be the same because while I may not be this international superstar that I, that I wanted to be or that I wanted to do back then, what's interesting is that I'm still fighting with myself not to be afraid to do things. So what's funny is I had a conversation earlier today with Z and I told her that I am, I have massive anxiety right now about a presentation supposed to do tonight for class because I've never done research in that sense. But I tend to psych myself out a lot because I'm a non-traditional college student. I've not, I've never walked the path of being a traditional college student. So listening to everyone, all three of them went the traditional college route, similar to you, I didn't. Mm -hmm. So when everyone says, oh man, I wish I would have enjoyed my time in college more. I wish I would have done more of this. I wish I would have gone out with my friends. I wish I would have done all of that. What's funny is I did all of that because I was such a non-traditional college student. So when I hear people saying that, it makes me grateful that I did walk the path that I walked because one, I, I don't, I really honestly feel like I wouldn't be where I am today. Um, because if I was not walking that non-traditional path and being, a, and being afraid and fearful in some of those instances, then I would have never, I would have never gone out on a limb to push myself to be uncomfortable and apply for a job that I did not feel like I was going to get. When I applied to be the aquatic coordinator and facilities coordinator here, I did not think I was going to get that job. It was at a time where I was home on leave, on medical. I was on FMLA leave, and I was just so frustrated because I kept being contacted by my, by my current job to work and to do things. And when are you coming back? And just pressing, pressing, pressing. I said, okay, I, I cannot do this anymore. 
And I remembered a time where I was the most happiest at a job was when I was at what was then DBCC, but at Daytona State. So I said, you know what, maybe this aquatics thing at this UCF place who I had applied already, Gary, I had applied twice before to UCF as a student. Funny, see, full circle things. But I knew, I feel like I'm, I had to walk the path that I walked before I was ready for UCF, before UCF was ready for me. So I, I don't, while it's cool and fun to have these conversations and well, what advice would you have given yourself? I, I, I think that's awesome. But at the same time, it, I find that the advice I would have given myself is the advice I give myself now. Yeah, okay. and I think, you know, we could probably record this again and reframe that question of what advice would you give yourself from a personal development standpoint, what advice would you give yourself from a career development standpoint? You know, what advice would you give yourself? You know, I, I'm the idiot who talked about, I, I don't like uh, being hurt all the time as a, as someone in my forties. And so I wish I would have not, you know, ever taken up long distance running, which as a rec professional is like not advice I ever want to give someone to not follow your, your passion or not follow something that helps you because running distance for me was, I mean, that was medicine. And in the times of highest stress, those uh, endorphins and the runner's high was, was a feeling that really helped me in a lot of ways during a lot of times. Um, but I, I one time uh, ran a half marathon without training. Like, like I had, uh, I had uh, plantar fasciitis for like three months and I had signed up for a half marathon and I was still refereeing football, so I was still active, and it finally felt better like two weeks before the race. And I'm like, well, I signed up. That's what I'll do. I mean, I paid 40 bucks. I might as well just do this race and get the bib and, you know, get the medal at the end. In retrospect, I'm like, that was so stupid. If I had someone like Z, like, with me at that time, like, hey, Z, what do you think about this uh, race I'm planning on running? She said, she slapped you right in your face. She would have. And so I think... I now learn that like now when I do anything physical, when I, um, you know, I've gone through a whole lot of education on how to do certain things. So my example was a little bit different. I think talking about it from a career standpoint, you know, I know students listening to this, there's not too much other than maybe, you know, 12 years ago at the height of the recession and the, you know, the housing market collapsing and, uh, the the federal bailouts that happened in 2008, 2009, 2010, where students were graduating and they had worked their you-know-what off for four years and there were just no jobs, right? There was the thing that they were going into, the sector, the thing they had trained for, there was nothing. And um, unemployment right now is spiking higher. And so I know all our students are thinking, geez, you know, what? Should I have done different? Should I have gone into, you know, nursing or fields that we talk about? I did a KLS a couple months ago. We talked about the most recession-proof uh, jobs. And you certainly can go into certain, um, it was redundant, certainly can go into certain. Certainly can certainly go in. You can particularly go into particular fields. I think it's, it's hard to, in the moment, pivot and think, what's the best move for me, right? You talked about that Steve Jobs uh, speech. He, he did talk about, you can go back and connect the dots of how you got to where you got. For me, my indecisiveness about what I wanted to do and my lack of planning played into the career I went into. 
because yeah. I can never really figure out exactly what I wanted to do. But when I found out there was a career where I could work in higher education and I could help other people figure out what they want to do and then live vicariously through them or follow their <laughs> careers. I mean, I'm texting former students of mine every day, just checking in on them. One of my former students is a pediatric ER doctor and I'm, you know, texting her like, Hey, how's it going? What's, what's happening at your hospital? And you know, I never could have been a doctor. I would have seen yeah. like blood and just fainted and like, nah, I do it. I'll but keep that I, in mind here. Yeah. I feel so much pride in the fact that maybe I played like a half of a half of a half of a percent in what that student went on to do. And so I think when you think about what advice you would have given yourself, like, yeah, I could have gone back and said, you know what, Gary, in 1997, you're a sophomore in college, you should invent Google. Or <laughs> you, <should, laughs> you should, you should, there's this guy Zuckerberg, he's just about to invent this thing called Facebook. You should do it. Like, yeah, you should do that. Do it. You'll be a billionaire. You'll, you know, yeah. Okay. In those scenarios, I probably would <laughs> myself that type of advice, but, um, you know, I'm at, I'm, I really love the work that we get to do. And I think students now need to think about that idea. And, and we're going to do, I, I keep alluding to it. We're going to do a separate podcast on, on that talk. Cause it's the idea of like, you should be doing what you love to do. And yep. if you wake up and you're going to work and you're like, I'm not really serving society. I'm not serving other people. I'm not happy. My family's yeah. not happy. Why am I going into this career? And so I think, you know, a lot of industries are going to change right now. A lot of businesses and entrepreneurship, I think, will emerge to, you know, help society move forward. But I think that's something that students right now should be thinking about and expanding their mind as much as they can. Oh, we have someone that's coming in. We have a late, oh. we have a late person. Let's, let's bring him in. Let's go. It got to be mine. I think it's one of mine. I don't even know who it is. Oh, oh nope. It's yours. <laughs> Her face is the best. Your face is the best right now. You're so confused. Ladies it's great. and gentlemen, we have a special late guest to the KLS <laughs> podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, our assistant director for campus recreation for the RWC at downtown, Mariana Malenkovich has joined us. Mari, we're going to ask you a question and you have to answer the question and it okay. is recorded for our podcast. If you could go back in time to yourself as a college student, and give yourself one piece of advice. <laughs> Did a train just yeah. by your house? I would turn the train. <laughs> Are you home? What train? Back. That is. <laughs> yeah, that is what it sounds like in my house. The train at all hours of the day. It's. Oh, that's bad. Okay. Um, all right. Mm -hmm. All right. So, question still remains. What advice would you mm -hmm. give yourself? I would say to myself uh, to not, I'm going to be super cheesy, to not be afraid to fail because there is no such thing as doing something and then uh, not getting something out, whatever it is that you try to do. So instead of being afraid to try something new or to really go for it um, and put yourself out there. As long as you go in it knowing or with all the information that you have, getting everything that you can or trying to get everything that you can from the experience, um, there shouldn't really be any regrets. Like 
bring your morals into the decisions that you take, bring your knowledge, bring your, your crew, the people that uh, care for you and you care for. Um, and then at the end of the day, there shouldn't be anything that you regret from taking that step or making that choice. Um, because even if you don't get the outcome that you initially thought you were going to get out of it, you will have learned something from the experience. You will come out of it, maybe a different person, and maybe in on the way, you will have found something else that uh, you want to try or you didn't realize uh, you were good at or that ex that opportunity existed. So just do it. Try all the things. Are you going to do it? or I'll, Go ahead, Gary. I'll let you go. But No, you go oh, ahead. God. Go ahead. I'm going to say for the record, two things. Mm -hmm. One, I'm in your crew, first of all. <laughs> That's a demand. Okay. Second of all, I just want to say that you can tell we, we are very similar because my answer was so close. <laughs> so close. Very similar answers. Um, I, you know, when you were talking about we were, we were previously discussing the importance of failure and how um, it's a good thing. It's like when the waiter comes and says, hey, don't touch this plate, it's hot. The older people at the table know not to touch the plate, but the younger people at the table are like, ooh, let me test and see how hot it is. And then you get <laughs> singed and you don't do that again. And so I think that's something that um, everyone can relate to. And it's so hard when you're in the moment. I don't want to sound like, you know, I'm an old person and you kids today, you need to just, uh, you know, take your lumps and, and let the failures harden you and toughen you up. But there's just so much truth to that of, yeah, it's going to be um, heartbreaking in the moment if a presentation you do, a paper you write, a job you don't get. But if you put yourself out there, your chances are much higher than if you just don't put yourself out there. Because those right. chances are zero. So I don't even know the math of that exponential growth. Um, but I think what you said was perfect. It's like, it's like we, um, we scripted this and we didn't. And hold on a second. I have late breaking information. I win. Can we just say I win? I got three. This is the three, Gary. Mara, we're randomly inviting people. I'm going to bring someone else in that is in the uh, room. Uh-oh. Oh, wait. No, we're the same. We're three, three. We're three and three. Yeah, we're tied. Andre, I'll let yeah, you, we're, we're tied. you answer this. Ayo, her, her audio is still booting up. All right, here we go. What up, Michelle? What's up? We are, Gary and I are, are recording a podcast right now, a KLS podcast, or as I like to call, a K plus pod. And the question, we're just randomly inviting some of our pro staff peeps in. And the question we want you all to answer is, if you were to go back in time, you know, like, uh, like the movie, Back to the Future, if you were to go back and tell your college self give your college self a piece of advice, what would it be? What would I say? Yeah, what, what would you tell young Michelle at Mississippi State? I think I would have told myself to listen more, mm. like to be a better listener. And I still haven't mastered that. I don't even think I'm close, but just not needing to be right, not needing to have the answer, but that I can learn from the situation I'm in and take a lot and be able to apply it. Because I think... Um, wanting to act, the, the act, the doing, shaking type thing that I, I like to, you know, be a part, be active, fix things. Um, it's also, it's been a positive and a weakness, I guess I would say. I've seen where if I just kind of held back a little bit more or didn't 
dive all the way in or just kind of listen to other people's opinions that I think would have suited me better, both personally and, pro and professionally. Yeah. That's a healthy balance. It's a scary balance, but that's a really healthy balance to, to have. And sometimes it's by trial and error, right? Right. I know we have uh, a little bit of time left before the next KLS panel that was actually planned. So thanks for joining us uh, on this unrehearsed uh, test of a <laughs> KLS, Michelle. Um, you provided some knowledge and we appreciate that. And we're gonna edit this and it's gonna sound really professional and uh, which is hard because Andrea and I are very unprofessional. So we'll put in some sound effects and some things that make, it, make, make us sound like a real uh, production. And uh, oh. we thank you for joining us. Cool, all right, see you in five. It's funny how when you're recording something, you put on like that radio show host voice that you don't normally do when you're talking or you, you, you try to segue. Well, thank you for joining us, Michelle. Um, You're the only one that does that. <laughs> I know. Maybe I am the only one that does that. But I think this was a, a an interesting format. We hope to put together a couple different ideas because I think students may want to hear from us. You may listen to this and say, well, I talk to those professional staff all the time. And yeah, I've heard them say those things. Um, but maybe this connects with a couple students that haven't had a chance to to hear our perspectives. And maybe this can be the beginning of a conversation. And so what I will offer to any student listening to this, um, please reach out to any of us, Scott, Mari, uh, Kyra, Catherine, Andrea, myself, Michelle, reach out to us if you wanted to follow up on any of that, because during this time, uh, it's a great opportunity for us to connect with you by email, via phone, via Zoom, um, and just, you know, we're all happy. I speak for everyone. We're all happy to spend 20, 30 minutes with you, an hour with you, just talking about uh, your development or talking about what your plans are, talking about you know, some advice that you'd like to explore a little bit more. We're not, it's not within our scope to give you any sort of advice um, that's medical or mental health advice, but uh, it's within our scope to give you professional and career advice and, and student development advice. So please send that all our way. And uh, thank you for joining us. Thanks, Gary.